All right, everybody, it's Marco here. Uh, welcome to the Tonecast, number 92, I believe, and I'm here with Brian Porter. How's yeah. it going today, Brian? Man, I'm, I'm doing fantastic today. We, we have been recording some shows, and uh, last episode we had the heater come on in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of, the, of the episode, and we're just staring at each other like, should we keep going? Like, should, we, should we not? And we decided to, to chop that in. So Yeah, it's pretty boisterous. So yeah, so would've... episode 91 had some editing in it. We're just going to be <laughs> honest about that. We tried to, tried to drop in uh, mid-conversation yeah. while we were rambling. So where did we, what were we talking about? Something and, about Mexican tellies and strats, I think, yeah, and price points. And... Yeah, we were, we were all over the map. But I think that's, that's kind of what we've been... Want to do is kind of some more rapid fire episodes talking about some cool things that have been happening, some some weird things in the industry. Uh, before we jump into the topic, though, I do want to mention our pickup chooser. Uh, it's a great form you can fill out on our website. We just need some basic information about the guitar you're thinking about modifying and some gear that you play, some styles that you like. Fill out this form, send it in. One of us will give you a reply with some recommendations. So this is a a, a super useful tool for us to like narrow down what you might be looking for. Um, there is no, you know, it's free. I want yeah. to give the marketing spiel, but <laughs> there is no cost to this form. Um, the only thing that it costs is a little bit of your time and a yeah. little bit of our time. But we're finding this is the best way we can help you as a customer looking for pickups. Maybe you just got a guitar. Maybe you're picking the guitar up for for the first time and you're just thinking something's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said a couple episodes ago about there's no bad questions, there's no wrong mm-hmm. questions. Just fill it out if you're like, I don't know what the bridge is. I don't know what a saddle is. I don't know what locking tuners are. Yeah, That's totally fine. Uh, we're not going to judge you, and we're going to help you in that form. So the link will be down below for the pickup chooser. Fill that out, and uh, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun talking about guitars. Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, one of the good parts is filling out your setup and what you're trying to trying to accomplish. And it's good to know what gear you're using and what the what the context is. So, and you know, talking about gear and good tube amps and all that good stuff really makes the sound. And I think that's a good segue into kind of mm-hmm. the topic of the day. And as we had a one of your old amps that was kind of hidden away, tucked away, it came back in and. Man, it sounds great. I really like that. It's a blues <laughs> deluxe. deluxe. Yeah, so uh, early '90s blues deluxe, and crazy, just crazy events. Um, when a friend of mine's younger brother showed up at the shop a couple weeks ago, and he's like, "Hey, I got this. I got your amp." I'm like, I "Got my amp?" And yeah. <laughs> this was an amp that I bought when I was 17, and it was my first tube amp. So I, I literally, he brought it in. I was like, "No way. That's like." The amp, and then and then you found in the back there's a, a DS1, <laughs> Boss DS1 shoved in the back, and so literally my my young punk kid guitar rig yeah. came, came back, and and this was just a wild story. So I went and sent it off to to get worked on because it hadn't been turned on in 20 years, <laughs> at least probably. Uh, got it fixed and spent some time uh, two days ago. Really, just like playing it for the first time, and it and it's been kind of tripping me out for the last couple mm-hmm. couple weeks of like, like this was my amp, and I lugged this thing around to band practice <laughs> and and to you know a couple gigs that we played, and and what did I play on this thing? You know, what kind of music did I play? I mean, I knew it was into Stevie Ray Vaughan at that point, so mm-hmm. probably a lot of blues and and that kind of stuff. But 
but then I have the DS1, so I'm like, man, what, what did I sound like back <laughs> in the day, right? Kind of so, so the flashback, but then it kind of it kind of made me like we'll probably do a video about this uh, this amp. This, yeah. this, it's fun, and we've got some really quirky amps here in the shop, and I think that's probably something to feature. Yeah, uh, at some point, just because we've got it's not like a special collection, but it it's special to it's us. Unique, <laughs> yeah. Something where we're like, we don't really want to get rid of any of these. They they all have their own weird, weird things yeah. that are going on. So that'll be a YouTube video. We just came up with that idea during the podcast. But yeah, and we're so thinking about the pickup sounds. We do, we don't really actually think about the amps, and that's I guess kind of half of the equation. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I think a good segue too into this topic of like gear that comes back. I mean, it's very rare to actually have. You hear about guitarists like kind of getting their. You know, something was maybe stolen, or they mm-hmm. they sold something early on, and it comes back, and they're like, "I'll give you, you know, five hundred thousand dollars for it because I remember that that yeah. guitar." Um, but obviously, we don't have that kind of uh, kind of stories necessarily. But I, I thought about kind of a you know the gear that got away. Kind of, I think we've done it. We did a show a long time ago about that. But but stuff where it's left and then it's come back, or you've had a chance to buy something similar. Mm-hmm. In, in the in the uh, you know your guitar journey, yeah. Um, but let's talk about that. Maybe a couple things that um, that you miss that you used to own, and yeah. and maybe just you know in the back of your head you're always like I'm gonna get that back someday or I'm gonna get that brand of amp or guitar someday. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'd say at the top of my list was probably my uh, old red NJ series BC Rich Mockingbird, just because it was very. I mean, it had imperfections definitely but just kind of the you know how I got about getting it and you know it just had like cloud inlays it had I didn't really care for the Floyd Rose but that was the first time that I realized what swapping out pickups could do for your instrument and as far as making it a lot more usable for what you were trying to accomplish so there's just a lot of sentimental value attached to that one but you know just when it came time for like all right something's got to go I got to just you know, you start to pare it down, and you're like, "Well, that's too modded. I won't get anything out of any of these." So, <laughs> yeah, that one seemed to be the one that went. You know, and then there was also like this uh, seven-string baritone telly that I had that was like a a signature model, which I guess we were talking about signature models not too long ago either. But so that one also had to go ultimately the way of the of the uh, sell for bills or whatever. I can't even remember at the time, but <laughs> you know, you just have to make these tough decisions sometimes and. But like that Mockingbird is always what I like. I'm like, okay, let's see, let's see if it's on Craigslist or because I sold it locally, so I'm like, oh. maybe it's here still, but who knows? Yeah. It's probably in somebody's closet or something. <laughs> Not gonna use, and you're like, I would totally use that. Yeah, yeah I have that with uh, like quite a few guitars, specifically like a Tom Anderson Cobra mm-hmm. that I used to own. I I reluctantly look for for it on eBay, mm-hmm. and I think I eBay and Reverb. I think I sold it on eBay. I can't remember where I sold it because I was, I was literally thinking about going back and finding that listing and see if I could contact the guy mm-hmm. and be like, "Do you still have it?" And because part of the dread is like, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. If I saw it, it would be like the worst thing in the world because I I sold it for like twenty four hundred, twenty five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and they're going for like five thousand dollars right yeah. now. Especially uh, what it was. Yeah, too. it was like a nicer. Yeah. Model. And so I'm just like, man, I, I, if I saw it, I would just be like, I'd be even more bummed 
Yeah. Even though like it would be like that close or whatever. Uh, But yeah, that's one I'm like, I got to figure out where that thing is and try to get it at at some point. But I don't don't know how that's going to happen. But like you were saying about selling stuff and things come up and for us, it was kind of just paying for. Uh, for bills, sometimes we had to bail out the business, and so I had to sell like a personal guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to, you know, pay for childbirth expenses mm-hmm. uh, a couple different times. <laughs> so I tried not to think about all the ones that that I have gotten rid of. But um, you know, our last episode we talked about used guitars and how they're so expensive, and that's been the saddest thing I think for me. As I say, oh, I want to get a Tom Anderson again. I'll I'll take any anyone, I guess, mm-hmm. because I know they're going to play good. Then I start looking at the prices and I'm like, I just can't, I can't swing it mm-hmm. at this point. And so that gets, that just kind of gets sad because you're like, man, I got, I got a really good deal on this one. Like I had a, um, a cherry burst Cobra with P90s. I remember that one. And I and, remember the white one too. Yeah. And I had, and I had this guitar and it was fantastic. And I didn't pay that much for, I think we kind of traded with a dealer. So I, mm. I, you know, I don't remember what the actual price was, but I think it was, I think they had it for maybe like $1,200 or something. Mm. And I saw the same one and may have been the actual same one, same specs and everything. And it was like 3,500 bucks used. Yeah. Wow. I was like, so it's, it's really, it's been kind of an interesting thing with the the gear. But yeah, I I think that's that everyone's got that story. I've talked to so many people like, I wish I wouldn't have sold that. But this amp kind of made me think about it in terms of, I sold it, but I didn't know I had not played a blues deluxe since I sold it. Mm-hmm. So I had no reference of what it really sounded like. And after you know this many years, after twenty three years, is it is it what I remember? Mm-hmm. And I it really was kind of like kind of messing with me because I obviously had different tastes at that point, and I didn't have this reference of. You know, I was a guitar nerd, but I wasn't like a tone nerd at that point. Yeah. I wasn't making pickups. I wasn't, other than just like modding my guitars, I was doing that at that point. But I wasn't winding pickups or anything. So it started to feel like this just mystery thing. Mm-hmm. And d- would I like it again? Kind of like, <laughs> you know, like it feels like making a, a, a cheesy YouTube. Did he like his amp after 20 something years? Yeah. You know, but... Uh, played it and I was just like, "Holy smokes, this thing is awesome!" Mm-hmm. And most of it, like, it just needed a little bit of like tube replacement. But most of the tubes are the same, the same tubes that I played on mm-hmm. back in the day. And so, just like this really weird, like, history of my guitar playing kind of coming back full circle. Yeah, which is just yeah, still weird me out. Even talking about it right now, this weirdest kind of deja vu almost. Yeah, You're like wow, I can Very remember strange. this thing. Especially when I saw that DS one, I was like, "Wow!" That's, and it was like pristine too. Yeah. It just had gotten tucked away back there, and it would was it was like a little time capsule. And I so. haven't plugged the I haven't plugged the DS one in yet, and I and I really want to because I haven't. That was the last time I owned a DS one too. <laughs> I don't think I've ever owned a DS one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they get they get a lot of bad rap, but then I have like I was talking to Nick Greer from Greer Amps, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I use it all the I time. I buy a DS one every once in a while." Like oh, like thirty dollars. I yeah, think. Yeah, pretty cheap. Yeah, <laughs> but I know. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious to to like plug that in because I use that in combination with the blues deluxe. Mm-hmm. So what does it sound like, and how how would I like it, or would I just be like, oh, what was I thinking, I'm an idiot <laughs> guitar player when I was 17 or whatever? Well, uh, and in my experience too, I think that like 
I'm like, I usually, I think about, or I listen to some recorded stuff that I have and I'm like, man, how did I think that that sounded good too? I, th- I feel like the, a part of it too is that we just, our, our ear for tonal quality has gotten up too. And maybe now mm-hmm. that we're, li- we're like listening more critically and back in the day you're like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, in the same way you used to set it up and you do that now and you're kind of like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good, that's a good point. And I, and I think, uh, I, I was talking with you about this yesterday, but playing my strat through there. Um, my strat now is not just three single coil stock American mm-hmm. American pickups. It's our fully loaded deluxe HSS pickguard with all sorts of tweakability. So I did like it because I know what the pickups are going to do and I could dial that strat in for the amp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. But then I wondered, would I, would I like the? I know I wouldn't like the stock... Fender pickups from the late '90s, mm-hmm. as much as I do our own our own stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of weird too. Just like, man, this is this is different to kind of see the progression of, yeah. of like the gear and all that stuff. Um. So like, do you have anything that that maybe, or do you have any friends that that had some gear that that got rid of stuff and like, I mean, we all kind of have our. It feels like we get together and we're all like, oh, yeah, I used to have this. Oh, I used to have this. And uh-huh. like, Do you have any crazy stories from like buddies that, that have that kind of, kind I mean, of deal? I'd have to really think about it too, but typically, and I'm still on the end of you know, the generation where it's like, oh, we've, we've just had to get rid of to, to make ends meet. Not, not, nothing has come back yet, but um, you know, I think it's cool when something like that can come back. And usually I think... It ends up being like somebody's like first guitar mm-hmm. that they maybe didn't know was special, and you know it's the one that's all covered in stickers. And I think most people have like a some like punk sticker instrument somewhere that they put a bunch of stickers on when they were like twelve. But I, usually it's like that first instrument that came back, and then you know having a better ear for tonal quality, you can you mod it, you make it better, you set it up, and. I don't know, even like maybe pop a new neck on it sometimes, it, yeah. depending on what it is. And, you know, to me, that's a cool and that's like a beautiful story. And that's kind of like that thing with the, I don't know if it was on this show or in the last show, but that SCPRS that had a bunch mm-hmm. of work done to it. And it's like, I don't know, you can sometimes make something good out of, you know, more than the sum of its parts or whatever. Yeah. So th- those are kind of the stories that I end up coming back to. And, and being in our position, people will bring us those guitars and we'll, throw like a fire breather set in there or, you know, something to yeah. really make it chime. And, you know, it, it has good results and people, I think sometimes people are surprised. They're like, oh, this, this thing's like way better than, than before, you know, yeah. with all the stock stuff. And I mean, a lot of times the electronics and stuff need to be replaced too. So that doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I, I sort of feel, I don't know if convicted is the right word, but when some some people come into the shop, this made me think of kind of what you just said. Uh, people come into the shop and they and they have this guitar and they're like, hey, "This was my first this, and this was you know my guitar in college, and I put it in the closet for twenty years." And they're just like reinvigorated by what they have, and they want to modify it, they want to spruce it up, get it set up. And I'm like, "Man, this is really like it is really cool that people." Just held on to stuff, and sometimes it's like they just ignored it. They didn't really like choose yeah. to hold on to it. They like put it in their storage shed. So mm-hmm. it's not like very virtuous necessarily, but but I think it's really cool that they're kind of rediscovering guitar, and it's something that 
again, they had a past history with and, and better than you and I in, in many cases just kept it. Yeah. And like, well, this was, and the, you know, this guy that brought in a nice Les Paul um, this week, he was saying, yeah, this was, you know, my, my sisters or something. It was mm. a family, That's family cool. member. And so he bought it from her and cause she had, you know, arthritis or carpal tunnel or something. She mm-hmm. couldn't play, but he bought yeah. it from her and he's like, I'm not selling it because it's yeah. it's like the family gets sustained in the family. Yeah, and that's that's super cool. And I, and I just think that that's something where um you know, when we had Brandon Bagby on several episodes ago, he was talking about buying guitars as tools and using them as tools and kind of getting away from this like flipping guitars mentality or well, I can just sell it. Like buy it and enjoy it and yeah. spend more time with it. Because I, I think that this Blues Deluxe I, I kept for a couple of years and then I traded it and kind of sent me down this weird path of guitar amps. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I got a Mesa trim of verb, mm. 212 trim of verb, kind of like, kind of went into a higher gain yeah. phase. And then I bought a Schecter and it was like, you know, kind of this like grungy, heavy, not even really heavy metal, but just kind of like heavier music. And then realizing like, coming back full circle, like I really had a great amp and I wish that, you know, now I'm like, why did I get this other amp? You yeah. know, what was I thinking at this point? Why did I go this way? Like musically it wasn't bad necessarily. It was just, you know, not, not something that, you know, if I had to do it over again, I would like go back and slap my 17 year old self. Thinking? Why did you do that? You know, <laughs> but, but, but some of the regrets of like selling stuff also just, you know, we talked about this as well recently, but like the regrets, purchase regrets, where mm-hmm. you're buying stuff and and you know even our our expensive used guitar episode that we just had in uh, episode ninety one, we we have these regrets of like or or we're assuming there will be regrets if we buy something that's used and and it's really expensive and we have to spend you know six hours to get it to be playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like people are still getting the price for for that <laughs> stuff, which is. Strange to me, but yeah, but I mean, there's always the gear that gets away, and I think it's like an important lesson to have to interface with. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like Brandon said, they're you know, they're kind of tools. And I mean, I guess that's just our perspective on it. We both kind of are very similar in that aspect, and we kind of share that view. I mean, you know, it's an important lesson. Some of the nice ones have to go, but it really makes them stand out too. And you can really appreciate like a nicer guitar, and then also it could make you kind of have to get creative and breathe life into your existing ones, you know, yeah. that, that you're like, well, I guess I have to tackle what's wrong with this one because this is the one that I'm kind of stuck with and yeah. I got to, I got to play, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and that's good to remember just to play it. And, and I think too, that if I could like pull a positive out of like having to sell and get rid of so many guitars over the years is I, I, I did all of that with like good intention, mm-hmm. not patting myself on the back, but like you know if I'm if I'm helping us, um, you know, get through a month, or if I'm, you know, our family short on this or that, and like we can pay this bill if I sell this guitar, and it's like it hurts to sell the guitar, but I don't regret. Yeah. Looking back, I don't re- actually really regret selling it. I just missed the instruments. Yeah, like if that if I can have both at the same time, yeah. that's what I would I would say and. Um, yeah, I would. I would also say, like, maybe this. This is a question we can kind of close with. But what? What is your evaluation 
like criteria when you're thinking about dumping a guitar. Because mm. I, you know, you have this. Most most people have multiple guitars. Yeah. That was, you know, for me it was obviously dollar value. It's like I can get the most out of this mm-hmm. guitar, so maybe that I should sell that because that's going to get me out of this debt, or it's going to do that. But. But if you're taking your your guitars and one of them has to be, you know, it's like the football team, right? One of them has to be cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what goes through your head at that point? Man, it's that's just such a because I'm trying to pit I'm trying to buy one of, one of your guitars. Really, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's such a pit in the bottom of your stomach mm-hmm. feeling. But it really, you just yeah, maybe you start with the one that you think you can get the most out of, and you're like, I mean, if I'm gonna sell it. I, I would hope to have to only sell one thing and then I can take care of what I need to. Because I've definitely been in this situation where I've had to sell, you know, I walk into the store with like a, all right, I got two more trips, you know, and oh, so it's like yeah. a guitar, or some That's monitors, brutal. two pedals. So it's like, oh, okay. Um, you really just have to kind of start to pare it down and you start with what you can think you can get the most out of. And it's always like the, you know, you never get as much as you think you're going to get out of anything. But, Depending on where you take it, and hopefully it, you have like a, you have an in somewhere at a shop, and somebody will give you a, a buddy deal, and maybe give you a little bit more. But you know, usually you get less than you think. So, yeah. so you just try and be hopeful, but you know, you just pare it down. And usually, it's the ones that are too messed up. And I would personally feel terrible if somebody else paid money for this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to do that to somebody. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't want anybody to have to deal with that. So it's the stuff that's kind of nicer. And I, I mean, have, luckily I have so some much sort more of integrity with that <laughs> stuff because people usually are like, man, this, this trust rod's stripped out. Let me just put it on just eBay and some sucker will buy it, you know. But it, alternatively, I've definitely gotten a few pawn shop specials where like the pots, where it was like, oh, this doesn't work. And then I looked, you know, um, inside and then I just saw that, oh, there's just the wires aren't connected. You know, everything works. It's just not connected. And Knowing what I know, I was like, well, I just fixed it and I was able to get it for like 70 bucks or something. And yeah, that's cool. So sometimes you can, you know, that's my dad's old garage sale mentality. <laughs> Let's go out and see what we can find. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. then there's other people who <laughs> see, you know, this, this, I saw one the other day. It was like a, a, a Tele or Strat, can't remember, but the pickup, the pickups didn't work or one of the pickups mm-hmm. didn't work. And they were like, I'm just going to sell it for, Way less, and I'm like, well, you know, that might be something I'd be interested yeah. in because I'm, Ding. I can, I can do pickups in that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, we appreciate you guys listening. This was a, this was a, a painful show in yeah. some ways, I guess, just, just kind of re- recounting all this thing, but also just kind of the, the hope of stuff coming back. And we'd love to hear from you guys if there's, if you want to email us at info at porterpickups.com. Was there any crazy guitar stories? Um, if you'd like to come on the show sometime or you'd like to leave yeah. us a message and record your crazy guitar story or send us in a uh, an MP3 recording of that, yeah. uh, we would love to put those on future shows because yeah. I think everyone kind of could, you know, we could interview every customer that we've had and, and they would just sit there and we'd all be, be talking about the the, oh, yeah. the lost uh, the lost sons that left. and yeah. <laughs> All the emotions in the air and yes, oh man. So we weren't trying to ruin your week uh, <laughs> by by reminding you of all the guitars that got away. But I do think it's just important to you know when you got to sell them for good stuff, that's great. Um, you know, when you got to sell them because you need booze or drugs, then that's not <laughs> that's not really a good reason. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so sell them for the right reasons. If um, yeah, if you if you are looking at selling guitars. Uh, 
just like Marco was saying, try to get a good price on it, try to move move forward and um there are great tools for for making music and that's what that's what I think makes it so hard is they're not just like I'm selling my couch mm-hmm. or I'm selling a bike or I'm selling you know like there's so much music in every instrument and you're you're getting rid of that mm-hmm. like that instrument which has created different music out of you you know yeah totally. like if if you pick up six different guitars in the shop you're going to play different stuff on each of them mm-hmm. So I, I think about, you know, even like had a really nice Les Paul. Uh, and then Les Paul's not my favorite guitar, but I, I do like them. Yeah. But I'm like, man, what, what kind of stuff would I sit down and just come up with riff-wise? Mm-hmm. And I definitely w- would come up with something that wasn't the same as what I play on the Strat. Yeah. Just, yeah. Even just because it feels differently mm-hmm. on, your, on your body when you're playing it. So. Yeah. So, so if you have one that, that inspires you, that probably is the reason not to sell it if you're like man, I, this I've written so many songs on this guitar. Um, you know, I, I I don't get too far far down this road, but I do think there's certain guitars that have some magic to yeah. them and and, some, and a vibe to them, and music comes out of them in different ways. And and that's what's cool about guitars, They're just like they have a soul, and and it's awesome. So we we love yeah. we love being in that world, and and you know we all wish we could just find the one that has it the it quality um, just by looking on on ebay but yeah if there was like some like it just started to glow you're like that one's gonna be good it's a mojo meter or something like that (laughs) (laughs) but but you can you can find that in in different instruments too yeah Uh, and i guess just one more closing thought is um just don't ever sell your last instrument i I mean i was mm. at the gas station the other day and because i'm like a a long hair i guess everyone just assumes i play guitar i get that like a lot and um this guy was like Oh, I, I used to have a guitar and this and that, or you know, he's like, I used to try and play, and I was like, Well, do you still have it? And that's always kind of what I ask people is like, Well, as long as you hold on to it, yeah. you can always start playing again. So mm. don't uh, don't ever get rid of the last one. That's like the last link in the chain. And yeah, that's a good that's a good point because I do think there's people who did that and they they say, Oh, I'll pick it up someday again, and then someday never happens mm-hmm. because they, you know, life happens and things get crazy yeah. and. And just out of mind, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. And and I know that there's been a few customers we've had that bought guitar, like our full build guitars from us, that they're basically like, I really want to play, and I'm going to spend a good chunk of change. So to force myself to be like, man, I just spent two thousand dollars on this instrument, mm-hmm. and I I will be, you know, guilty if I don't. I'll feel guilty if I don't use what I yeah. spent the money on. Like that's an interesting way to approach it, but I can see the thought behind it mm-hmm. for sure. And then the value that you'll assign to it, and you're just like, yeah, this is going to stay in the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So we got to go find those ones that need to stay in the family. Yeah. And uh, search, comb the internet. Um, they are out there. So yes. keep your eyes peeled, everyone. Keep your eyes peeled, and don't buy it if you see <laughs> if you see one of our guitars. Don't buy it. Uh, tell us about it, and yeah. let, let us let us try to figure out, you know, selling a kidney or yeah. Um, a dog or whatever we need to do to to get that guitar back. Yes. So. You only need one kidney. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening guys. We'll catch you next time on the Tonecast. <laughs>